Hi guys, and welcome to Mothcast Express. Carbon grinding and grinding of my finger have prevented us from doing one yesterday or the day, and the day before we had a lay day. So I spent up to midnight last night grinding and doing some running repairs. Um, Luke is with me as per usual. Hi guys. And um, we're both joined by the heat winner of Heat 6 of the Australian Moth Championships. Hi Luca. Hi. You got, you got up there, you got one. Yeah, got one. It's it's really good to actually get one because um, I knew that the boat's quick and I knew that I could win a race and I felt always that I should be at the front and, and or close to it anyway because um, I've had some pretty disastrous results. I've had a 19th to start off that we got it with and it's been really shifty and fluky and today was the first day when we had some consistent breeze from the same direction and, and it wasn't blowing 25 knots, it was 15 to 20. So... Um, that's all I needed to actually go and, and, and score a win, which was really good. And, you know, yet again, it was really tight. It came down to the last leg, really. And um, the race after that, I had a sixth, which was reasonable again. So I'm um, quite happy with today's results. Well, um, my boat's absolutely scaring the poo out of me, so that's a sign that things are going in the right direction. Yes, yes, you've got to be scared downwind, otherwise there's something wrong with the boat. <laughs> just <laughs> send it. That's the, that's the saying, just send it. Yeah, that's what I've been saying for a while. Just, just got to get to the top mark and send it. Gonna... <laughs> no hesitation. Absolutely. Um, so look, uh, Simon Payne is just leading the way. He's um, had two other wins today. He was the other winner of the other two heats today um, and a bit of a drama in the middle race with some weed, he was telling me a bit, a bit later on. So, um, But not to take anything away from a winner, of course. Um, other guys that are doing really well, Nathan Outeridge is clear second which actually puts him in clear contention of the Australian title at this point he's looking pretty pretty unbeatable I think at this point Scott is in third um, and Dave Lister is in fourth in Manic yeah it's good it's um I think I think if you look at the results now you'd have to say it had come down I'd have my money on Nathan at the moment um, it just really depends what the breeze is going to be tomorrow. I think Dave can bounce back into into second and maybe even win if we can get some big breezes and he does well in that. Um, mind you, you know we, we do have uh, one more morning race which is likely to be light on um, on Sunday, so that's a bit of a concern for Dave because he's um, obviously close to 90 kilos. But um, but regardless, you know it it is still tight and it's still open. Um, so yeah, you know we'll know in a couple of days. Regatta Graphics produce boat name graphics, sponsor logos, registration numbers and sale numbers to suit everyone from world champions to the weekend club sailor. Using only high quality custom designed computer cut vinyl, Regatta Graphics specialise in sailing dinghies and they also offer a range of graphic design services for clubs, associations and event organisers. For more details you can visit www.regattagraphics.com.au or email info at regattagraphics.com.au. I noticed there were some um, crowds gathering around your boat with great interest today. Luca, do you want to share what's going on there? It's amazing how when you win a race, all of a sudden 10 people come around and want to have a look at your boat. They assume that there's got to be something special about it, but this time there is actually something special. I've, I wasn't going to tell anybody this before, but I have been running a few different bits and I, I don't think it's a secret that Dave and I have been running different rudders, uh, which, are, which we think are faster. Um, but also I've had a, a special wand that I've spent about 50 hours making. The Luca wand. The Luca wand. Um, it's, it's basically a retractable wand that 
so you can on the go, go and change the, the height of your boat, which I think is a great advantage. Um, lets you even out the difference between port and starboard to start off with. Um, but also, you know, once you're around the top mark, uh, you can choose how high you want to fly. If you get a 25 knot rain squall or something like that, you can lower yourself down and, and, and go conservatively and make sure that you get there. On the other hand, if you get a lull and you, and you feel you're falling behind, you can ramp yourself up and, and go a bit more risky and um, a bit higher out of the water. So it gives you another control, and I think it's a really good idea. But it is very hard to make it work because, um, you know, it's. I'm not going to go into detail how I made it work, but but I certainly spent a lot of time on it. Yeah, how many hours was it? Was it 50 or 60? Probably by the version 5 or 6 of my one, 50, 60 hours, yeah. You know, you, you go out, you build it and you think it's, you've thought of everything and then you go out and it just doesn't work, you know. Biggest thing is making it retract, you know. you can. It's easy to pull to make it shorter. Um, but once you, um, you know, how do you make it retract? And that's it's a bit of an art in that. So, Bora, the challenge is there. Your engineering skills are on the line. You said it was going to take you a week, so I want to see photos online after you get home in about seven days. Yeah, Bora's indicated he's um, going to have a go at making one, and I'm sure it's it's not it's not overly hard as long as you persist with it. You can make it work. It's he'll have a fair bit of an idea of what he needs to do now that he's in mine anyway. So, uh, good luck to him. I think most of the fleet will have these in a year's time, but. Hopefully it's going to be called the Luca one because I want the naming rights. <laughs> Just like Les trying to commandeer his, with his dorp. Yeah, it's not really a dorp. It's called the One Stopper and they've kind of um, invented it. But, um, you know, there's been a lot of new things in this regatta and, um, you know, it's good to see that, you know, the class is moving forward and, and you know, coming back to um, some pain in the mech too, you know, it's um, it's another thing that's that's come up here and... It's definitely moved forward. I've had a look at the foils. I had a look at the rudders. Um, uh, the hull. It's it's quite nicely built. It's it's well thought out, and um, I think it's probably suited better to uh, heavier wind sailing. I think the foils are quite low drag, uh, but probably low lift as a consequence, um, which probably is not a bad way to go because you know the gorge it should be fairly. Uh, windy and I think Belmont after that is expected to be fairly windy as well so if you're going to um, optimise your design for any condition you definitely make it optimised uh, for the heavier winds. So I think there's one issue with the Mac 2 and that's the price. Yeah the price is an issue you know it's it's foils alone for $4,000 um, US so you know that might be the best way for people to, to go about it if they don't want to spend the money on a, on a brand new boat they'll fit uh, any prowl or any uh, Blade Rider as well, so that's quite smart from um, Amec and and, um, and McConaughey's. Uh, but uh, what's been a bit of a surprise is just how good the boats look. You know um, that you know they've got the the finish um, down packed. Uh, they're shiny, uh, lots of nice bits here and there, lots of good detail stuff, and um, and I think they'll sell well. You know, I think even with the price tag, uh, maybe they'll come down in due time i'm not quite sure but i do think that they'll sell it just because they're quick um simon's proving that yeah and they've definitely raised the bar for finished quality for brand new boats they have you know um it, it's kind of funny because we've seen the new product from blade rider uh, we've got the rx's here we've got the fx and we also got the vrx um they've got a long way to go they they've really have gone backwards ever since um 
they've um, lost McConaughey contract. I think the hulls need a lot of work. They um, they're still obviously a fast design, and and I think a good boat. But um, very disappointing to see the uh, the finish and the uh, craftsmanship of the new hulls. Um, you know, uh, dull uh, matte black things don't look good, especially if they're rough. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's really showing how good the quality of the the, the X8s really were. Yeah, I think the you know the, the X8s always look good. You know, the, you have to say that they looked impeccable, um, nice and shiny, and they had their issues with build quality. Um, I think most of us know that, but um, but they did overcome most of those issues with time. Um, I think uh, they'll get there again, uh, but again, it's the, it's that transition process and. And it will take at least probably, um, you know, I dare say six months at least for them to, to sort out the product um, because right, right now it's definitely not there. It's got a long way to go. Maybe the answer is a prattle with Mark II foils. Yeah, if John can keep up with the demand, you know, that's always been John's problem is um, making sure that he can build enough boats in enough time. Um, I think this regatta is, is been quite good for John so far. I think it's proving that the boats are still quick. Um, you you you, sh- you know you got to spend a bit of time tuning them and but just like any other design you got to do that as well. Uh, yeah, Alan Goddard, uh, one hit yesterday, proved that light air takeoff is not just a, definitely a blade rider domain. It's you know look like guy, good technique, and, and prowlers can get up as as early as the rest of them. Yeah, uh, early takeoff. I think most boats get up at a, at a similar speed. In fact, funny enough, you mentioned that um, one thing that I do have question mark about is the mech two early takeoff uh, because they have quite low drag and obviously as i said uh, low lift foils um i do think the takeoff speed might be a little bit higher um having said that it may not be a problem you know uh, even if they get up a not uh in a not more breeze um they seem to be quicker once the wind is up and once you're falling anyway so it's probably not a bad way to go. Yeah, speaking of light takeoff, one issue that has been debated, um, of course, debated quite heavily at the AGM this year was the um, pumping um, to get up because it's good. The, we're in these sort of marginal conditions we're having in the morning races, there is a huge advantage for light, light guys if they can literally pump their way up and get get the boat, boat up and running. I was quite chuckling to myself when we were all drifting around for an hour when there was this one lone red prowler and someone was pumping it like all bejesus and getting it up foiling. Yeah, it was all right. That was before the race. But, you know, everybody pumps. That's the problem, you know. Um, you're not really allowed to and you're not supposed to, but um, people do it and nobody has really uh, raised a protest uh, about it yet. Um, it, it It's funny because it's almost worth pumping just to get up, even, even if you're risking getting protested out of the race, because you might pick up 10 places if you get up and nobody else is. It's, it's quite a tricky thing, you know. Do we allow unlimited pumping, um, which could make the sport more physical than what we want it to be, uh, a bit like windsurfing? Um, but at the same time, how do you police a fleet of, you know, 100 foilers at a world championship all pumping? How do you, pol- uh, you need literally 100 um, uh, committee boats out there making sure that everybody's doing the right thing. It's not really conceivable. Um, so I think the way to go, I would say, is allow unlimited pumping, uh, but only once the, uh, while the boat's in the water. So that's why 
the boat's in water, you can do whatever you want to do to make it foil. Once you're foiling, no pumping. Uh, because there are advantages to pumping even when you're foiling. Yeah, I think um, one, one thing that it does, it really makes the playing field uneven for low riders. I think one of the... In I was talking to Bora about this earlier today, when you're in somewhere like the Gorge or in the US where they only have a foiling fleet, they will tend to have a... If you almost have a minimum wind limit where they, they all want to foil, they're all foilers, so they'll just go out a bit later. But when you've got a mixed fleet with... Um, we don't have any low riding skips here, but there that is the condition where... You know, those guys don't want someone to be magically be able to pump up and get get going. They want these low riders to be. They want the foilers to be carrying around this huge drag penalty while while they don't have it. So, with a mixed fleet, it gets even even more um, confusing and more the line gets blurrier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's that's something that Glass going to have to address, and I think it was addressed at the AGM um, in what at Weymouth. Um But I think you know, obviously, the decision was not to to sort of just see what happens in the future and not to allow unlimited pumping at this stage. So that pretty much closes that debate. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll see a difference in opinion in, um, in the future, we'll get us. Yeah, I think the, the executive definitely reserves the right to um, update the rule. And I think with an international jury uh, actually enforcing the pumping rules, I think we'd see a lot of this regatta. We'd see a, most of the competitors are being blown out. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think there's a single boat out there that hasn't been caught pumping <laughs> you know? maybe not Kylie yeah maybe not Kylie maybe not the scouts but <laughs> certainly every foiler uh, that I have seen out there yeah, has pumped to get up on foil at some stage and if you haven't what are you doing <laughs> why aren't you pumping yes that's right <laughs> okay this may be the last show we do for the nationals we've got a pretty busy day tomorrow we can actually record some full length shows that'll go up in the next few months so it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him Yeah, have fun. 